Welcome to the Men's Alliance podcast. I'm David Mills. Men's Alliance is a growing movement out of Richmond, Virginia, where tribes of men meet in person weekly for an epic outdoor workout and a real world devotion around a fire. Most of us were on sports teams in high school and had a lot of buddies in college. But once we get older with a family and career, men tend to get isolated from their tribe. We get stuck in a life of comfort with no challenges, no band of brothers, and immense pressure to pretend that we're fine and everything is okay. Men's Alliance is here to change that. We're bringing men out of isolation, out of their comfort zones, and into something real. Hey, I'm Dave Mills, and welcome to the Men's Alliance podcast. This is the podcast for men who are ready to come out of isolation and into a tribe, to choose what's rugged and authentic over what is merely comfortable, and to stop pretending that their lives are perfect. That's why our motto is tribal, rugged, and real. This week, I want to give a, uh, a welcome to our newest tribe, Tribe Echo, in Omaha, Nebraska. So that's really awesome to have one launched out there. Way to go, Ben Wicks, putting that together. And if you're interested in uh, joining a tribe or starting one in your area, please check out our website, mensalliancetribe.com, for all the info you need on making that happen. Today, I want to talk about the silence of men, okay? So I'm going to ask you to think of a time in your life where you stood by silently while a bad choice was being made in front of you. Have you ever failed to stop something that was happening right in front of you and you stayed quiet and you wanted to speak up, you wanted to say something, you knew you should, but you kept quiet for any number of reasons. You weren't courageous enough to speak up. Maybe you even participated in the thing instead of speaking up. I'll tell you a quick story um, about a time when I did this. My very first TDY in the Air Force. So I've been in the Air Force 18 years now, a little over. And my very first TDY ever in the Air Force was to Key West, Florida. And I can assure you all my TDYs ever since have, uh, have been to places much, much further downhill, right? They've never been as good as that first one was. I was like, awesome. This is what I can expect. Nope. Anyway, first TDY in the Air Force, I go to Key West. We're having a great time. We did fishing. We did snorkeling. But uh, one time we were walking down the street there. You know, if you've ever been to Key West, you know where I'm talking about. I think it's uh, whatever. I won't, I won't venture a guess at the name. But we're walking down that main street. And the guys in front of the group, there's like 15-ish of us. And they start going into a strip club. And I'll tell you what. I knew I should have said something. And I didn't. And I went right in. I, was, I just didn't have the courage to speak up. I was silent, right? I went in and, you know, it's hard to recover from something like that with your reputation with coworkers, right? Um, once you become an accomplice, once you become a part of something, that's part of your reputation. And it really, uh, it really kills your witness, right? And, I, you know, for years and years in the Air Force, I, I just followed along suit, right? And, um, and became an accomplice instead of speaking up. Did a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have done. Did a lot of stuff that I knew was wrong, and I just did not speak up. I'm a much different man now than I was um, as a lieutenant or captain or, or major even. And, um, you know, my life really turned around in January of 2015. 
But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But anyway, that was a, a season of my life where I was silent. And so that's what I want to talk about today is, is silence of men when they know what's right and they don't speak up. So I want to um, kind of reference a book today that, that just really talks about this topic, really explores it, right? Uh, Men of Courage by Larry Crabb is a fantastic book, right? And he talks about the silence of Adam, okay? And so if you're like me and you can relate to, you know, a moment of weakness, a mo- moment of cowardice, a moment of not speaking up, you're in good company because this started with the first man, right? And in Genesis 3, we hear the story of Adam. Now, when I read this book, it sh- I-, I thought I knew this story, right? Of Adam and Eve and eating the piece of fruit. And uh, turns out, man, I had missed something my whole life. If you read Genesis 3, it says Eve took the fruit after she had eaten it, right? And she handed it to Adam. It says, who was with her, right? She didn't have to go find him. She didn't track him down. He was with her. He was standing right there beside of her that whole time she was having a conversation with a snake, right? So kind of mind-blowing that this dude is standing there. His wife is having a conversation with a freaking snake, talking her into doing something that God told him not to do, and he is silent, right? So when the when, when a man is silent, the world falls, okay? That's the key takeaway. Realize that when you are silent, the world around you falls. So here's another question for you to think about. What danger do we have the highest probability of witnessing, right? What crime, what sin, what immoral act do we have the highest probability in your life, in your job, in your location and environment What's the highest probability thing that you might witness? Is it stealing at work? Is it cheating on a test? Is it sexual immorality? Think about that for a minute. What do you have the highest probability of witnessing happen where you could have the opportunity to speak or not? And then think about what um, act would require the most courage for you to speak out against. Maybe it's around the water cooler at work. Um, Think about how much courage it would take for those things, whether they're a high probability or low. And ask yourself these questions right here. Do you have the courage? Do you have the knowledge, the wisdom and character to speak out? And I'm going to unpack each of those in just a second. But if you don't have the knowledge, the wisdom and the character, then you're not going to have the courage, right? Because those are the things that give us courage. All right. So here's a couple of the really common things that I thought of from my life that I put together that I want to share with you that we might face opportunities to speak up, okay? Here's the first one. Um, Something like this. It might sound something like, well, you know, that's your truth. Or what's true for you is true for you. And what's true for me is true for me. This is just nothing. This is more nothing more than just called relativism, okay? It's not new, but it's certainly gaining popularity. Here's another one you might hear. Well, I think all paths are really the same. I think all religions... Are really the same. Everyone's on a different path to the same place, right? You might hear that, and that's just nothing more than pluralism. So maybe it's one of those things, relativism or pluralism, under this guise of progressive Christianity, where where some good intentioned people are trying to make Christianity more socially attractive today, right? It might be those things instead of you know stealing, cheating immorality that you face. 
So I want to encourage you guys and challenge you to equip yourselves to be men of courage who speak into those moments. When you hear someone promoting relativism and everyone has their own truth, don't be silent like Adam was. Speak up. And and the uh, the pieces that we're going to get to here, the knowledge, the wisdom, and the character, these are so important because they allow you to do it with with some a little bit of smoothness, right? Where you don't sound preachy or angry, right? Um, it's a, it's the it's the smooth way to do it. You can just ask someone promoting relativism. Well, let me ask you: Do you think that statement is true for everyone objectively, or is that only true for you, right? For pluralism, all paths really lead to the same place. You can just ask that person, well, what did Jesus say? Did he say that all paths lead to the same place? Right? You can just ask one simple question like that and then just be quiet and let the other person talk and dig and, and see where they go, right? Um, just one well-placed question can be like Greg Kokel says, a pebble in their shoe, Right? You don't have to preach and try to convert everyone on the spot at the water cooler at work, but you can put a pebble in their shoe to get them thinking, right? If I would have just said something on the sidewalk that day in Key West, like, no, guys, no, thanks. Stuff's not for me. That's all I would have had to say. And I guarantee you a week or two or three later, some guy is going to come up to me and say, hey, man, tell me more about that. Why didn't you do that? Or, you know, a guy's grandma is going to die and he's going to call you and say, hey, man, I remember you're uh, you're all religious, right? Will you pray for me? So. You just create these opportunities by putting a pebble in somebody's shoe, and uh, and and that's kind of like doing the, the the gardening, right? Somebody else may do the harvest later, or you might be the harvester later. But you can take the pressure off yourself by not having to, uh, you know, knock a grand slam. But it's just a matter of getting up to bat and taking a swing. So, those are just two examples: relativism, pluralism. Um, all this stuff happens today. Um, uh, under the uh, umbrella of progressive Christianity. And I just want to encourage you guys, lean on John 14, 6, right? You can always say, well, Jesus said that he was the truth, the way, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through him. So obviously, truth is objective, and obviously all paths don't lead to the same place. And I don't know, and I don't have all the answers, and I don't claim to, but this guy named Jesus said that he was the way and the truth and the life, and well, that guy came back from the dead, so I'm just with him, okay? And whatever he says, I go with. So real quickly to unpack those things, I just want to end with this, right? You got to have the courage, and that's what we've been talking about. That's what Adam failed to have in the garden. But you also got to have knowledge, right? And this has to do with preparing yourself with what to say, right? We got to have wisdom, and that's knowing how to say it. You can have all the courage and all the knowledge in the world and just come across just like a total jerk if you don't have the wisdom of knowing how to say what it is. And then lastly, you got to have the character, right? And that's living the life that allows you to say it, right? And that's what I lost in Key West, right? I didn't have the character to say something the next time, right? Because I was already a part of it. So you got to live a life that allows you to say it. You got to have the wisdom to know how to say it. And you got to know what to say with the knowledge. And if you get those things, character, wisdom, and knowledge, that will help you have courage and be ready to speak out. Because like I said, the world falls when good men are silent. Guys, I want to challenge you. Don't be silent. Speak truth to a truth-hating world, okay? Be men of courage and check out that book by Larry Crabb. See you guys. 
Visit mensalliancetribe.com to find a tribe near you. Or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. So check us out at mensalliancetribe.com. I hope to see you around the fire soon.